Hey listeners, I recently launched an ad-free Serial Napper feed so that you can enjoy the podcast without interruptions. Elevate your Serial Napper listening experience by joining my Patreon community and get yourself an ad-free feed on Spotify. For just $2 a month, you can become a member today and unlock ad-free episodes while still supporting the podcast. It's super easy. Just visit Serial Napper on your Spotify app and click the button at the top that says exclusive episodes for subscribers. Don't use Spotify for your listening? No problem. Just visit patreon.com slash Serial Napper to get your episodes ad-free and enjoy uninterrupted storytelling while you get your naps in. Mother's Day is almost here. Have you found that truly special sentimental gift for your mom yet? Don't worry, I got you. MyLifeInABook.com is a unique service that turns your mom's life stories into a beautiful book. Here's how it works. Every week, MyLifeInABook.com will send her a question via email. These can be pre-written questions about her life or any custom questions that you want to ask. And then she can either type her response or use their voice-to-text feature And MyLifeInABook.com compiles all of her responses into a beautiful keepsake book. Imagine discovering stories about her youth, adventures, and the challenges that she overcame. This book becomes a legacy, something you and your children can treasure forever. Your mom has given you a lifetime of stories. This is your chance to give her a way to share them. I loved this idea so much that I've started my own My Life in a Book for my children to have. The thought of my son and daughter being able to learn about my life story as they grow into their own adulthood is truly special. It's been an enjoyable journey of self-reflection for me too, with questions like, which one event made the greatest impact on your life? It's brought back memories I didn't even know I had. I love it, and I know your mother will too. Check out mylifeinabook.com and use code SERIALNAPPER at checkout for 10% off. Create an unforgettable gift for your mom this Mother's Day. That's mylifeinabook.com and use code SERIALNAPPER for 10% off today. Hey everyone, my name is Nikki Young and this is Serial Napper, an international true crime podcast. I'm back with another true crime story to lull you to sleep or perhaps to give you nightmares. On January 3rd, 2022, in the town of Slaughter, Louisiana, the Slaughter Police Department responded to a call at a residence regarding an unresponsive person. When they arrived on the scene, they discovered the body of 36-year-old Lacey Fletcher, covered in feces, emaciated, and quite literally melted into the couch that she laid upon. It was an absolutely shocking discovery, only made even more horrific when details began to emerge of how this young woman ended up rotting to death on the sofa in her own home. If you're squeamish, this story may not be for you, but it's an important one to tell. So let's jump in. 
In the morning hours of January 3rd, 2022, Sheila Fletcher calls 911 after finding her daughter unresponsive and unconscious. Police arrived at the home of Sheila and her husband, Clay Fletcher, on Tom Drive, and what they would find would shock and horrify them. Even as first responders, they had never seen anything like this. The smell hit them first. As soon as officers entered the home, their nostrils were assaulted with the familiar scent of not only death, but urine and human feces. It literally just smelled like rot. On a 1960s-style couch in the living room, they discovered the body of 36-year-old Lacey Fletcher, the only daughter of Sheila and Clay. With the condition that her body was in, she barely looked human. She was partially naked, her feet were crossed under her and sunk into a hole in the couch that was filled with feces and urine. She was basically sitting in this hole that had been created in the sofa from the human waste around her. It was immediately clear that Lacey had not moved from that couch in quite some time, literally years. Her body was covered in ulcers that were so bad they were rotted to the bone. She herself was covered in bodily fluids and had fecal matter on every inch of her. Her once beautiful blonde hair was so dirty you couldn't tell its natural color and it was completely filled with maggots and matted. First responders noted that Lacey's father was standing in the living room completely emotionless while her mother had her head down on her legs and was weeping softly. Photos that would be released by the police show that Lacey's body had basically melted into this couch after years of severe neglect. Her bodily fluids had completely eaten through the upholstery and foam that once filled the inside of the seams. She had likely laid on that couch for as many as 12 years without ever moving. Of course, the police had questions for her parents, although they did not make an arrest right off the bat. Still, they wanted to know what the hell had happened and how Lacey's body had deteriorated so badly. According to the reports, her parents told detectives that in the fall of last year, their daughter began eating much less than usual, which is why she was found so underweight. What's also interesting to me is that we would later find out that her parents had been away together on a vacation, and of course, Lacey stayed at the home. Who was there to take care of her? I don't get it. Yeah, okay, maybe she was eating less. My initial thought is, great, your daughter wasn't eating much, but how do you explain literally everything else about Lacey's condition? It was clear to investigators that there was much more to this story and likely something criminal had happened, so they called in backup to begin processing the scene. When an autopsy was performed later that evening, the coroner would determine Lacey's cause of death to be due to severe chronic neglect. We're talking at least a decade of medical neglect. Though her mother would say that she wasn't eating lately, the 36-year-old weighed only 96 pounds at the time of her death. I'm sorry, but that doesn't happen from not eating much lately. In the end, it was malnutrition and bacterial infections from her ulcers that would ultimately kill her by giving her sepsis. She also tested positive for COVID, which could have contributed to her death. It was obviously left completely untreated. 
Coroner Dr. Uwil DeWitt Bickham III processed her body and said, quote, I've never seen anything like this that literally turned my stomach as bad as it did. It literally got me emotional and I'm a strong person. This is the worst case of neglect I've ever seen. And this is a coroner speaking. I can only imagine what kind of terrible, horrific things he's seen over the years. So what happened leading up to this point? How did we get here? Here's what we know so far. Lacey Ellen Fletcher was born on November 25th, 1985 to her parents Sheila and Clay Fletcher in Slaughter, Louisiana. The Fletcher family had moved into their two-story home on Tom Drive when Lacey was around nine years old. And at that time, she quickly made friends with many of the other children who lived on the cul-de-sac. She attended Brownfield Baptist Academy, a private school in Baton Rouge, where she appeared to be a very happy young girl who enjoyed playing on the volleyball team. The family regularly attended a Baptist church every Sunday, and in the beginning, Lacey would go with them. By all accounts, in the beginning, they were a very typical, very normal, very friendly and happy family. At one point in her school years, Lacey was diagnosed with autism and had developed some degree of Asperger's. As a child, it was never very obvious to the other kids that she went to school with and played with that there was anything different about her. She was always smiling, laughing, and playing as any other child would. A friend who she met in middle school described her as thoughtful and one of the sweetest people you could ever meet. She said she always welcomed friendships and would even go out of her way to make any newcomers at school feel comfortable, welcome, and at ease. This classmate who spoke with DailyMail.com and did not want to be named would say, quote, She was thoughtful. Just sweet is the word I keep coming back to. One of the sweetest people you could ever meet. So very kind. Things really began to change when Lacey grew older and became a teenager. That's when Lacey's autism and struggles with her social skills became more obvious to those around her, and in particular to people her own age who she went to school with. One of the neighborhood kids that she grew up with would say that she had very different interests than the other teens. He described her as liking a lot of the same things that young children would. While girls her age were starting to get into clothes, makeup, and boys, Lacey was still very much into Disney movies. And hey, there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. I know plenty of people of all ages who love, 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 love Disney, and that's okay. But coupled with her difficulty in following social cues, it made it really difficult for her to relate to students in her class and other kids in the neighborhood that she would normally hang out with. Lacey began to really struggle at school. She was experiencing severe social anxiety and she retreated from friends that she would normally enjoy spending time with. She would meet with a psychologist regularly to try to overcome her struggles, but nothing seemed to be working and Lacey continued to isolate herself. This is when her parents decided to remove her from her private school and homeschool her around the ninth grade. This is also when people who knew her began to see less and less of her. She wasn't ever seen going to run errands, going to work, or going to church with her parents anymore. While neighbors remember often seeing her around the neighborhood playing with other kids, being active and social, now they hardly ever saw her. 
One neighbor in particular, a 59-year-old man named Robert Blades, said that the last time he ever saw Lacey outside was when she was around 21 years old, which would have been more than 10 years prior to her death. He said she was outside of her home exercising with small weights, which he thought was a bit strange as Lacey had always been quite thin. After that, over the years, he would often see Lacey's mother and father out and about, but again, never Lacey. He began to wonder what the heck had happened to her, if maybe she had gone away for college, moved out on her own, or got married. So one time, he just straight up asked Father Clay where she was, and he told her she was still at home. She was fine. And then he changed the subject. Which, of course, was very surprising because, as I said, no one had seen her in all of those years. As it would turn out, the reason for this was because Lacey had not likely left the house and likely never left the couch that she would be found on for over 12 years. And only her parents would know what had happened behind closed doors. My family is getting ready to make a big move across the ocean to a place where English isn't the spoken language. This isn't my first rodeo, so I'm making sure I'm fully prepared by learning the language ahead of time. Sure, I know I can use an app once I get there, but you'd be shocked by how much gets lost in translation. I want to talk like a local, which is why I'm excited to use Rosetta Stone, the most trusted language learning program available on desktop or as an app. Rosetta Stone truly immerses you in the language you want to learn and has been a trusted expert for 30 years with millions of users and 25 languages offered, including Spanish, French, Italian, German, and more. Rosetta Stone helps you to think in the language you're learning using an intuitive process that's designed for long-term retention. Their built-in True Accent feature gives you feedback on your pronunciation so that you're easily understood by native speakers. They have convenient desktop and app options, so you can learn on the go, and they offer a lifetime membership that includes all 25 languages at an incredible value. And now you can save even more with 50% off. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Serial Napper listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash today, today. Sunnier, warmer days are almost here. Why not get a head start on looking and feeling your best this summer by trying something new like Factor's no prep, no mess meals that are ready to eat in just two minutes. Get a helping hand to meet your wellness goals with Factor's chef-crafted meals that include different nutritional options like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Healthy meal planning has never looked so good with Factor's fresh, never-frozen meals that are also dietitian approved No matter how busy you are, Factor can help kickstart and maintain a new healthy routine by making it easy to enjoy nutritious meals on the go. 
Plus, you'll never get bored eating the same thing every day because they offer 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week. We're talking restaurant-quality meals that feature premium ingredients like filet mignon, shrimp, and blackened salmon because eating healthy doesn't have to be boring. Personally, I love not having to overthink what I'm going to eat every single day because that's half the battle, and I don't have to bother with shopping, prepping, cooking, or cleaning up. But the best part is, these meals are delicious with ingredients you can trust. Crush your wellness goals this May. Head to factormeals.com slash napper50 and use code napper50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code napper50 at factormeals.com slash napper50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. As I mentioned, initially police didn't arrest anyone. They didn't arrest her parents, which of course I find really strange. They treated both Sheila and Clay as grieving parents, which of course they were. Basically, they had never dealt with a case like this and they weren't really sure how to proceed further. The neighborhood reacted much the same way. Everyone came together to offer their condolences to the Fletchers. Well, as for Sheila and Clay, they posted a short message on Facebook that read, Mom and Dad love you so much, along with a link to Lacey's obituary, which was also incredibly brief. It had no touching words with regards to Lacey's loving heart, nothing about her interests or how she would be missed. In my opinion, it's a very cold obituary. It read, Lacey Fletcher, daughter of Clay and Sheila Fletcher of Slaughter, Louisiana, was called to be with her Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, on January 3rd, 2022. Relatives and friends are invited to join the family for the visitation at Baker Funeral Home, 6401 Groom Road, on Tuesday, January 11th, 2022, from 1 p.m. to 3 p.m., with a brief graveside service immediately following the Hillcrest Memorial Gardens in Baker, Louisiana to send flowers to the family, or plant a tree in memory of Lacey Elaine Fletcher, please visit our floral store. And that's it. Normally, I try not to judge the actions a person might take after losing a loved one. I mean, I've never lost a child, so I can't begin to imagine how that might feel. But with the way that Lacey was found, I personally believe the actions of her parents to be vile. Their lack of care for her when she was alive, along with their lack of effort in honoring her, it turns my stomach. Of course, when word got out to the media about Lacey's condition, people were outraged. Clay and Sheila were feeling the public pressure and they refused to address it outright. Instead, they released a statement through their attorney that said, They don't want to relive the pain of losing a child through the media. They have been through a lot of heartache over the years. Anyone who had lost a child knows what it's like. And while ethically, it's very clear that these parents did something monstrous, things are more complicated when it comes to the law. That's why the sheriff, who was initially in charge of the case, decided to turn everything over to the district attorney's office and to let a grand jury decide what charges, if any, would be brought forward against Lacey's parents. 
20th Judicial District Attorney Samuel Dequila would say, quote, If we have an outright murder, we arrest the people immediately. If we have a case like this, where the parents aren't going anywhere, sometimes they're not arrested. We're all of the consensus that we're going to let the grand jury handle it. As I mentioned, it's believed that Lacey spent 12 years on that couch without ever moving. So this was a very slow and agonizing death, not something like a quick murder, as if her parents had done something to kill her immediately. For this reason, the district's attorney's office would have to speak with experts and doctors to have their testimony to back up what they believed could be a second-degree murder charge. And they were able to do just that. Four months after Lacey's decomposing body was found on that couch, on May 2, 2022, a grand jury of 12 charged Lacey Fletcher's parents, Clay and Sheila Fletcher, with second-degree murder. Apparently, it wasn't even a close call to manslaughter. The jury was shown all of the horrific images of Lacey's emaciated body, which had sores all over it that were literally down to the bone. They saw the couch that she had spent 12 years living on, full of her own bodily fluids, so badly deteriorated that the couch had a giant hole in it, and Lacey basically sank into this hole. The images were so disturbing and upsetting that the courts had medics on standby in case they had a mental health incident requiring treatment. After the second-degree murder conviction was announced, the sheriff and coroner spoke to the media. Here's a clip. Yes, I believe justice was served today. Lacey Fletcher didn't deserve the way she was treated, and I think justice was served today. Do you know how long that she was in that state on that couch? That's more of a question for the sheriff and the coroner to answer that. I know the indication I got, she was on that couch for an extended period of time, possibly years. We got second degree. Uh, what were some of the other charges that were being considered? For this type of crime, second degree murder, which is an intentional murder, manslaughter, which is a murder that does not require intent, but it's combined with other factors like cruelty to the infirm. So second degree is pretty much the highest charge that could have been uh, produced today. So that's what the grand jury decided? Correct. Second degree murder. So what happens now? Uh, What happens now, they're going to be arrested, and I think the sheriff is better in a position to explain what's going to happen at that point. The warrants have been cut. The judge will sign them shortly, and they will be arrested this afternoon. And where will they be arrested? And placed into the East Feliciana Parish Prison. Where, Where will they be arrested? I'm not 100% sure where that, the specific location, but they will be arrested this afternoon. Will they be allowed to turn themselves in, or are you guys going to walk this way? We are discussing with their lawyer for them to turn themselves in, but they will be arrested this afternoon. The sheriff's office initially investigated this case in January, and the conditions that she was found was just, it was just unbelievable. I mean, you don't treat anybody or any animals like that. And they're in a better position to explain that to you if they feel like they want to explain it to you right now. But something had to be done. And we all got together and we all stood on the same platform and we're all here now. We've got a, a conviction or got an indictment for second degree murder. That's exactly right. I mean, it was horrific. It, as I said earlier today, I think it was nothing short of horrific and sickening. I know that the, the coroner can speak a little more about that. But the one thing that I want to speak about what the district attorney said is that we all collectively work together to reach the point that we're at now. 
this is a this is a case that is rare but today i think that everything was done correctly by every member of this team and we successfully reached a conviction that we believe is going to bring justice for Lacey's situation. Cause of death? Cause of death stemmed from uh, severe medical neglect, uh, which led to uh, chronic malnutrition, acute starvation, uh, immobility, decubitus ulcer formation, osteomyelitis, which is bone infection, which led and it, uh, finally to sepsis, bacteremia. The following day after the charges were laid on May 3rd, the couple bonded out of jail on a $300,000 bond. In my opinion, I don't think that bond was high enough. The fact that they were able to get out of jail after what they did to this poor young woman, it's disgusting. So far, it seems as if the Fletchers will try to maintain their innocence. According to investigators, they've insisted from the beginning that due to Lacey's Asperger's syndrome and social anxiety, she wanted to be homeschooled. And she was the one who insisted she never leave the couch. She was the one who decided to defecate and urinate on the couch rather than getting up to go to the bathroom, and so they just let her. Sheila would try to say that she kept her daughter's sores clean and that Lacey never complained that they were hurting her or bothering her. Even when Lacey's health clearly deteriorated, they never brought her to a doctor. They never sought for outside help. Now here's the kicker. You won't believe what Sheila did for work. And in my opinion, it makes her even more culpable because she knew what she was doing was very wrong and she had the resources at her fingertips to get help for her daughter if she wanted to. Sheila was a police and court clerk in the small nearby city of Baker. She literally worked with law enforcement. And even more recently, she had worked as an ins- and even more recently, she had worked as an assistant to the city prosecutor in the community of Zachary, which is a town over. In my opinion, there's absolutely no way that she did not know that she was abusing her daughter and would ultimately kill her by not providing the basic necessities of life. The last time her parents brought her to see a physician or a doctor of any other type was when she was 16 years old, and her parents just continued to live their life and allow their daughter to rot away on that couch. The Fletcher's first arraignment will be coming up soon, and a trial could start as early as October. People like Lacey are our society's most vulnerable. To think that her parents could do something like this to her and get away with it for more than a decade is unacceptable. We all need to do a better job of keeping our eye out for one another. This should have never happened to Lacey, and someone should have said something. I think District Attorney Daquila said it best. I hope this indictment brings some spotlight to victims of this type of crime. The coroner has a lot of authority, a lot of power. If people don't want to get treatment or they refuse treatment, go to the coroner's office, go to law enforcement, check on your neighbors, check on your friends. If you are a caregiver, reach out and make sure people are taken care of. That's all I have for tonight's case. Of course, I will be following the trial very closely, and I'm sure that there will be a lot more details to come that sheds more light on how Lacey's case really just fell through the cracks. I'm interested to see what kind of defense her parents are going to try to bring forward. 
In my opinion, I don't think that there's anything really that they could possibly say that would be a valid defense for letting their beautiful daughter just rot away on that couch to the point of death. That's it for me tonight. If you want to reach out, you can find me on Facebook at Serial Napper. You can also search for me on Apple or Spotify or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Check me out on Twitter at Serial underscore Napper or I'm on YouTube, Nikki Young, Serial Napper, and that's all one word. Until next time, stay safe, stay kind, especially in the comments. Bye.